Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 99 The Lord is queen, let the peoples tremble. She sits sits enthroned on the cherubim, let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion, she is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is she, mighty queen, lover of justice, you have established equity, you have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Extol the Lord our God. Worship at her footstool. Holy is she. Moses and Aaron were among her priests. Samuel also was among those called on her name. They cried to the Lord, and she answered them. She spoke to them in the pillar of cloud. They kept her decrees and the statutes that she gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You are forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Extol the Lord our God, and worship at her holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 6 through 14. Know then that the Lord your God is not giving you the good land to occupy because of your righteousness, for you are stubborn people. Remember and do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness. You have been rebellious against the Lord from the day you came out of the land of Egypt until you came to this place. Even at Horeb you provoked the Lord to wrath, and the Lord was so angry with you that he was ready to destroy you. When I went up to the mountain to receive the stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord made with you, I remained on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water. And the Lord gave me the two stone tablets written with the finger of God. On them were the words of the Lord that the Lord had spoken to you at the mountain, out of the fire on the day of the assembly. At the end of forty days and forty nights, the Lord gave me the two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant. Then the Lord said to me, Get up, go down quickly from here, for your people whom you have brought from Egypt have acted corruptly. They have been quick to turn from the way that I commanded them. They have cast an image for themselves. Furthermore, the Lord said to me, I have seen that this people is indeed a stubborn people. Let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven. And I'll make of you a nation mightier and more numerous than they. Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 8. In Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian cohort, as it was called. He was a devout man who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to the people and prayed constantly to God. One afternoon at about three o'clock he had a vision in, in which he clearly saw an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. He stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? He answered, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa for a certain Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. When the angel who who spoke to him had left, he called two of his slaves and a devout soldier from the ranks of those who served him, and after telling them everything, he sent them to Joppa.
Good morning and welcome to the seventh Friday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 99, Deuteronomy 9, and Acts 10. In Acts 10, uh, I, I probably talk about it every single time it comes up, um, but Cornelius is one of those people who, um, uh, one of the Christian soldiers in the New Testament, and one of the questions that um, that this raises, just the story of, of Cornelius, is um, you know whether he was you know what kind of what kind of soldier he was, which is a weird way of saying is he currently serving or had he served, um, and if you know whether he was in the Italian cohort um, at the time. Uh, that story takes place, or if he was in a uh, centurion Italian cohort at some time in the, in the past, because he uses this past tense, but Greek is weird the way it sometimes doesn't really point to the subject. Like in the Septuagint, um, you might have heard it in the readings from the Old Testament um, today and yesterday, where it's like he, 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 but the subject is is actually switching between like maybe Moses and God or something. Um, because they don't, in Greek it doesn't, I, I don't know why, but and it's, it, it does it in English, but the English speakers usually will throw in like some kind of reference to the person being referred to, but anyway. Um, and the other thing, part of Cornelius' story that makes us, that kind of throws us into disarray is when it talks about this devout soldier from the ranks who had served him. Again, it's past tense. The author could have said a devout soldier from the ranks, from his ranks, or from the ranks who, who was serving him, but it's past tense. So was this a devout soldier who got out with him and is also a veteran? Or is it, um, was it like a current tense? And in English it's preserved, but in Greek it's the same kind of problem. It's, it's not clear. Um, now there was an Italian cohort that was stationed briefly in Sebast, um, which was also um, Samaria, the ancient city of Samaria, where the main, the main body of the army in Judea was stationed. I think there were two cohorts and uh, a cavalry ala, um, which is like saying a wing instead of a, a company. Um, but anyway, there was an Italian cohort. Um, it was a, a volunteer cohort. Um, and it, it, these volunteer cohorts are usually made up of kind of low-class Roman citizens um, that you know want money or something like uh not always birthright citizens anyway there was a unit there that maybe could be thought of as the italian cohort because uh this unit that was stationed there was um the romanorum civinian civic quorum or something like that but basically the civic volunteer uh, brigade from Rome. It was there for a couple of years, very briefly, 
in the military town of Sebast. So it's possible Sebast and Caesarea are not super far away. Um, Sebast is um, in the, in the is north of Jerusalem. It's between Jerusalem and Nazareth slash Sepphoris. Um, so it's possible that he was an active soldier. Um, and the author of Luke Acts um, really goes to pains to point out Cornelius. And Cornelius is like this kind of mirror reflection of Captain Marvel in Luke 7 and Matthew 8. Um, and I find it, I, it just fascinates me to no end to think about whether um, whether these soldiers, you know, they're, whether they're historical figures, like this actually happened, or were, you know, were they drawing, were, were like, especially Cornelius, because there's no other, you know, there's no additional um, accounts of what happens after Jesus' death and ascension. There aren't any other acts like there were Gospels, at least not that were accepted by the early church. Um, and by extension, I think, like, if it did happen, and Captain Marvel, which is kind of this precursor reflection of Cornelius, Captain Marvel is kind of prefigured in the account of Naaman in Second Kings, I want to say, 4, um, so there are these ongoing stories of soldiers, and they need healing. Um, and Cornelius kind of rounds out this story, almost like provides a conclusion to it, um, because it isn't just him. He, you know, the 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 people of God come to him to unlock this vision, namely Peter, and he's this kind of you know virtuous person that then their virtuosity is. Um, confirmed when he and his whole family are baptized into the church and become the first Gentile converts who don't have to undergo circumcision. Um, and so this, uh, yeah, the I, I'll, I will always talk about Cornelius when we read Acts 10. Um, you know, who this person was, we know it's likely he existed. You know, there was an Italian cohort, but it also it's just as likely or possible that he was a veteran and he was, you know, he found some interest in Judaism when he would served, and he came to Caesarea, which is the the capital of Judea. Um, and uh, yeah, the only catch is that the the Italian cohort was never stationed in Caesarea; it was stationed in Sebast for a couple of years. Um, so that kind of is what throws the wrench in. But we know he exists. Like, there's certainly enough there to. Um, to satisfy any reasonable doubts as to whether or not this actually happened. But beyond that, we, we only know a very little. Um, but this, this figure in Luke Acts is really central, um, not just because it kind of puts the finishing touch on Captain Marvel from Luke 7 and Matthew 8, but also because of the care that the author puts to including him and and drawing from earlier sources, but also, um, you know, the the very nature of this person and what happens in becoming uh, the first Gentile confirmed into the church after after Pentecost and after they've had the, the Council of Jerusalem, um, you know, lowering the walls of membership. Um, and so this is the first person that benefits from this 
the council's um, new position. A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.